Welcome to Subzi Life. Conscious, Conscious Living with, with a twist. twist. My name is Faison Subzali. And I'm Dr. Syra. And Dr. Syra, what do you do? I am a registered clinical counselor and speaker and boss lady of Faison. That's very true. <laughs> I wish there were some things I could argue about, but yeah, no, that's pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. I am the boss a little bit in our yeah. house. Just in the house? Well, yeah, where else do we go during COVID? That's true. <laughs> in the car? In the Well, no, you're the boss. In the, well, no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do I get to control the radio? Good point. No. Poor guy. Yeah. All right. So, what are we talking about today? <laughs> you introduce yourself. I'm Faison. I am a coach. I just follow Sire around. No. Uh, Come no, on. I, I I help individuals uh, or leaders kind of uh, get to that next level, right? I identify what might be stopping them uh, from getting to that next level, whatever that next level might be. So what are we talking about today? So today we thought we would talk about what happens when you and your partner have different visions or different ideas of what a good life looks like. Mm. One of the hard things I think is when we start off thinking we're on the same page and then suddenly... One day we wake up and we're not. And so I thought we'd talk first about what happens when you're not on the same page to start with, how to get on the same page, and then what to do when, you know, somebody has a midlife crisis or somebody... Are you looking at me? No. Okay. Well, you're the only one in this room, so maybe I am looking at you, but... (laughs) Right? Like if the other person has some sort of a change of heart, what what do you do? How do you navigate that as a couple? So I thought that would be a good good information for our people. Yeah, yeah. So how, how, how... What, what do people need to do to get on the same page? I think that's, um, and do we need to get on the same page? I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence about that. So convince me we need to be on the same page all well, the time. Not all the time. Okay. I'm not saying all the time, but I'm saying about the big things, the okay. things that really matter, right? So like things like, do we want to have children? That's an important thing to be on the same page about. Yeah. Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, not just, um, I mean, children definitely important, but things like, you know, how we spend our days, I think that's, we've seen at least uh, in the people that we've been working with, having trouble just like, oh, I thought we were going to spend our days doing X. Well, and I think, how do we get there? Your question about how do we get there? I mean, first of all, we have to be willing to talk to each other. Um, There's this thing that we do sometimes, which is called mind reading where we think we know what the other person's thinking and we assume that they should know what we're thinking. And lots and lots and lots and lots of miscommunication happens that way. And I see that with my clients all the time, right? They'll tell me something about something going on with their partner and I'll just say, so have you talked to them about it? And they'll say, no. So it's this big thing that's keeping them up at night, but they haven't actually had a conversation with it about with, with the person who it's most impacting or the person that's most impacting them. And I think there's a variety of reasons why people don't have a conversation. What are some of those, Faison, from your perspective? (laughs) Again, looking at me, I have conversations with you all the time, I think. Um, No, some some of it is... Monologues or conversations? I have conversations. I listen. Now? 
a lot. Really? Now we're good. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna talk about. Really? I'm just saying. Of all the people you are gonna tell me, <laughs> we've evolved. Sure. I'm speaking sure, for myself I, here. Yeah, I, I see how you just threw "we" in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think uh, fear. You know, I'm I'm teasing. I know, right I now. know. Fear. I think fear is the one of the biggest. Fear reasons. of what? Fear of. Not being heard, one. Not being accepted, right? Putting and, your your heart out there and, and not being understood. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? Like, so if I'm going to say, okay, this is something I value, and you don't respond back with any positivity or even interest. like an interest or like... If that makes you feel stupid. It could be, right? And, and again, it may not be uh, an aspect of what ha- what's happening in the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's going back to how we felt as children some right. of us some of us grew up you know having the children should be seen and not seen. heard maybe not even seen sometimes <laughs> uh, depending on situations right but it's like that's the that's the place some of us are coming and so from. we haven't even learned how to ask for what we want yeah yeah absolutely so we don't even have the tool sets of how do we have a conversation because sometimes I know when we started, I'll to hear, I'll, I'll, I'll take it back on me instead of just putting it on you, where I listed or I, I tried to have those conversations as a demand conversation. Like, this is what I want. This is, this is what we're doing. This is what's going to happen. I just said you like threw down the gauntlet. Boom. This is is what's (laughs) going to happen. Not, Hey, can we talk about it? I have an idea. I have an idea. When's, when did you do that? When's an example of that? How about the time I quit my job when our baby was three months old? How about that time? I've, I very conveniently blocked that time from my memory. <laughs> I try not to There's think about life. those days. Hey. Woo! Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, that's not the life I want. And I, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, wait. What are we going to do about financial, uh, support? But, but what, but, 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 but what was the real, like, okay, that's an action that you did, but what were you trying to get? in that in that encounter where you changed your mind like what was happening for you and what was happening was i was obviously at that point unhappy mm-hmm. and i was like okay how am i gonna like if this is a life that i'm gonna choose especially having a new baby at the time mm-hmm. is this a life i want to lead the type of work i want to do because i am going to be a unhappy piece of what by the time I'm 45, 50 years old. If you continue in this if way. If I continue. But you didn't never had that conversation. I never had. Yeah, I just. You just had it in your mind. I had it in my mind. I had, even when I said to you, it was like, listen, I can't do this anymore. That's all I said. Right. 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 <laughs> I remember. And then the next day, you're like, okay, fine. Uh, you just didn't know that I was going to walk, <laughs> walk in and actually quit my job <laughs> the next day. Uh, so, yeah. So, we have come. Just a bit. It's a long <laughs> way. Yeah. Um, but I think what you're talking about with this example, right, is that like you had a conversation, but it was with yourself and you didn't, you didn't articulate how you were doing with enough time, with enough runway time, right, sure. for us to make a plan well, together. Even if I wanted to have a conversation with the one, I didn't have the tools at that time. I thought I did. So what do you mean by tools? So, so how do I, how do I bring this up? How do we have a conversation? So one of the things that we've talked about in the past is, 
being able to stand in the fire. Right. right? right so right. you couldn't I, do that at that no, time. No. Did I Neither trust you? Did I trust you enough to stand in the fire with me? And go through with the, right? The, have the difficult conversation. Yeah, have the difficult conversation. We just did that this morning. Right, and the result might have been the same. The result might have been still me leaving my job at that point. Right. Without a, without any backup plans. But, but at least we would have been on the same page. Right, at least we would have had the conversation you would have seen. I didn't think I, I don't know about you, but I didn't trust you enough at that point to say, am I going to be heard or am I just going to, she's going to convince me, like, mm. no, we just had a baby. Right. You need to suck it up and like, what the hell is wrong with you? Right. Which like, I probably would have said. But yeah. Let's but that's be honest. A, but that's a conversation in my head. Right? right. Because it's a conversation I would have had with my parents. Right. They would have said the same okay. Way. So it goes, like, all goes back to attachment. Yeah. Absolutely. Original lessons we learned in our families. Yeah. And my parents might not have said that either. Again, these are assumptions that I'm making based right. on just how and so if we if we kind of bring that to this question about how to have these conversations mm-hmm. how to get on the same page what if we're not on the same page like say the example that you're giving right. we were not on the same page about that so how do you have those conversations knowing that your partner yeah, well, may not agree and may not support you then what well miss therapist hmm how do we how do we move forward in this? Well, I think I think the first thing to do is to you know if, if if it was my client asking me that question, I would say, well, first let's look at what's really going on here because what I find is usually the conversations we're having with our partners are replays of conversations we've had with ourselves and with our parents at some point in our past. And so what happens is like for example, I tell myself. Um, What's something I tell them? I'm a fraud, right? This is just keeps even now still comes up sometimes. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? How are people even paying you for your lies? Um, <laughs> that's what I tell myself. And that's something that comes from, you know, when I was five years old and we immigrated to Canada and I felt like I had to fake it. I had to change my accent. Um, I was British. I was born in England. And so I was faking it at the beginning, right? So I felt like a fraud and I felt like if they found out who I was, I wouldn't be accepted. And because I wasn't accepted at that time in the 80s, whatever. And so that thing about me being a fraud is there. And it's like kind of this tape that plays in my head. So when I'm now trying to have a conversation with another person, first I have to check myself and say, what's the truth that I need to say, right? Not the nice thing, not the people-pleasing thing, not the thing that's going to get me accepted and, you know, loved, but what do I actually need to ask for here? So that's the first thing is figure out what it is that I want to say, because otherwise it becomes a manipulation, Right. right. Otherwise, it becomes me saying something in a particular way to get a particular outcome rather than to share how I feel. And there's a subtle difference between those two. So are you saying that we need to have a conversation with ourselves, an honest conversation with ourselves? I think we have conversations. So in your example, right, like the imposter syndrome, at least for me, I know yeah. that shows up as well. Um but to actually have that conversation somehow with ourselves. Well, and well, and, and what does that look like? For me, that's journaling, um, self-reflection, um, actually having... So, so sometimes I'll do like a dialogue where I'm writing a letter to my five-year-old self. So one technique that we can use is... Um, it's a journaling technique where you write, you know, a question to your younger self and then you answer with your non-dominant hand. And you can get such great insight that way about what's really going on for me here and usually what I find for myself and this is different for every person but for myself is I don't want to be alone Mm -hmm. right I don't want to be like left alone and unimportant to everyone and that's my story of like 
don't leave me alone. Right. Other people have different stories. Like, um, I want to be right, or I want to be heard, like no one's listening to me, or whatever, right? Different things. So if I can get back to, first of all, my root fear is if I have this conversation with my partner, he's going to leave me, right? And so I have to check myself first and say, okay, first of all, he's not going to leave me. Second of all, even if he does leave me, let me work through that worst case scenario, right? And I've done this with, with clients where we've gone, okay, and then what happens? And then what happens? And then what happens? And most of us end up with, I'm homeless, and addicted to drugs. Like usually that's the end result. And I have no no friends and no family. Nobody cares about me. That's like, for most of us, that's our worst case scenario. Right? Not all of us, many of us. It's like if you go far enough. So an example, right? So, okay, I want to talk to Faison about my sister coming to visit for spring break. But I don't want to talk to him about it because I'm worried that if I have that conversation with him, um, he's going to uh, challenge me and he's going to say no. And then when he says no, I'm going to build resentment. And then when I build resentment, another thing's going to happen. It builds more resentment. And eventually there's so much resentment that we we divorce each other. And then um, because we're divorced now, I'm destitute. I don't have enough money to live. My children are taken away from me because I can't afford to keep them. Um, all my clients leave because I'm a mess and I can't be a good therapist. And suddenly I'm living in my mom's basement. Oh, wait a minute. My mom doesn't have a house right now. She's in between houses. So I'm living in my sister's basement. My sister gets sick of me because I'm taking up, I'm eating too much food or whatever. And she kicks me out and suddenly I'm on the street. And all of that happens within a split second. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have that comfort. So I don't bring it up with my husband that I would like my sister to come visit for spring break. Because in my mind, unconsciously, see what I just did right now was I brought an unconscious process. I talked it through. And when you talk it through, it's clearly ridiculous, right? Clearly, there's so many points in that story that are ridiculous, but it happens unconsciously so quickly. So I don't even have the conversation because the, the brain goes to, and then you'll be homeless and alone. Like that's the bottom line of every story for me. And so I think one of the things is that we have to figure out what our own worst case scenario story is and check that against reality, right? Actually check that against reality. So many points in that story, things could go a different way, mm. right? But in my mind, that's the worst case scenario. So we don't even have those early conversations. And this is where it's like gets really messed up because then we're carrying all this all these things that we want to say, I think especially for people pleasers, and we don't say them because I don't want to be alone and destitute. Right. As my worst. What's your worst case scenario? Uh, my worst case scenario, like let's go back to that career thing, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to quite quit. It was just like, I'm just going to be always told I come second. So just mm. continue doing whatever is necessary because he's a second born child <laughs> that's where that one comes from no but it's like you know <laughs> right? like, well possibly looking at root causes possibly but like for me it's just been like just do what's necessary to survive right and your needs don't so, matter yeah my needs don't matter right just got a child like doesn't matter right like so it's like that stops me from i'm like okay like i guess that's really going to be always the end goal my worst case scenario is, yeah, my family just up and ends, like, figures out that I'm a fraud and says, what the hell did I just get myself into? Like, it's been 15 years, really, now it comes out. And, <laughs> Your family, and, you mean me and the kids? Yeah, yeah, family, like, not just you and the kids, like, everybody, like, all of the extended family. All your like, brothers yeah, 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 and yeah. everybody. Like, what? Who is this yeah, guy? it's like, this, like, this guy fooled us for so long. <laughs> 
it's but, funny, but, right? But it's a fear, right? Like it's and a fear. And where does it come from? Where does that come from? Do you think from for you? Like how mine is from moving and immigrating. Yeah, with. part of it is the immigration, the immigrant story, right? Like moving here uh, when I couldn't speak that much English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I thought I could, but I'm like, oh, what is what? My, what are my teachers saying? Like well, I, and I the, attended school. I'm like, I had no idea what my teachers were saying. Mm. Right. And so, so I, I just had to like fake it. I'm like, okay, I'll just take the homework. Try Pretend. To, try to figure it out. Right. And, and my brothers helped me, but like my mom helped me, but it's like, it was just, it was tough. Right. So, so always, I'm always feeling like I need to just fake it enough. So and where does this, the next where level. does this always being second thing come from? Do you think? Part of that for me is um, th- there's this cultural story that I've bought into, mm-hmm. which says, uh, as a man, you step up and shut your mouth and just get the sh- get the stuff done. Get stuff done, right? At whatever expense. At whatever to expense. To your own health. Yeah, yeah. To your own yeah. passion. Yeah, and seen, yeah, and my. Father survived, made sure we survived, but it took his health. Right. Right? He right. lost his health. I'm just making sure we survived. All right? Same thing with my mom. And so it's like, it's always this cultural story. It was like, listen, this isn't about you. You just got to make sure everyone's okay mm. in your circle. Right? So, uh, so yeah. So that. So how do you challenge that then in an intimate part? Like with me well, now, so, so in your own family, how yeah. do you challenge that? Well, so that's my question too, is how do you now get on the same page? Right. With two possibly <laughs> similar, but also well different conflicting stories. Right. Going together. Yeah. You're having these internal conversations in your head. Yeah. I'm having a conversation in my head. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to raise children. We're trying to. Oh God! We're trying to make all deci- that. We're trying to make decisions of where we're going to live. We're trying to show up at work. What rug to buy? <laughs> like it could be anything, could right? Be anything, that sets people yeah. off. Yeah. So how do we do it? Yeah. So how? Like what? What, what have think, we done? I think one of the things. Like what have we done? Okay, so one of the things I've done is you cannot be my supply. You, Faisan, cannot be the person who gives me my love needs and my intellectual needs and my financial needs and my... That's very easy to say, isn't it? Like mentally. Yes. So, so that's the idea, that right? Yeah, yeah. So what, what that means emotionally is that I accept that I'm alone. So the fear is I don't want to be alone. Yeah. And so then the work that I have to do is actually become comfortable in my own presence and trust that there's a higher, deeper part of me that knows that this brain of mine with all these like anxieties and worries and stories doesn't know shit. Um, are we allowed to say that? Well, we are now. Oh. Um, I wasn't saying it before. <laughs> now that you've said it, now I'll just... Okay, doesn't yeah. know things. and um, But there's another part of me that does know. And when I tap into that part of me, it says it, there's no competition with you then. No, well, it's not it's just... It's not like, like okay, I so have to I'll, have my way now. I think, you know, there there's this thing. People may not like it. And that's fine. Is that mm-hmm. this is a spiritual concept, right? We've had to now develop spiritually mm-hmm. rather than physically, emotionally... intellectually right because relationally yeah we're not fighting to survive like our parents were right we have the luxury of having this time and what we've had to use this time for is either avoid growing up (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Lots of people do that. Yeah. Or or say, okay, I'm going to look at my deepest fears. And this is from a spiritual perspective. It came to, right? Like, same thing for me, right? What I'm having to fight is this urge of me being this provider. Right? Right. Like, I, my ego is so big that I can provide for so many. I can't even provide for myself. Right? Like, there are times I'm like... I can't even shave properly, (laughs) but my ego is so big that I can provide, I can provide for somebody. I can provide. And that's where your value comes from. Well, that's my value comes from, but it's like now like the spiritual work that I've had to do is I'm having to do continuously, not there yet, not even close, is giving into this power that's not. Greater than yourself. That's way beyond myself. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and saying, yeah, you know what? Like, because one of my, the biggest fears is when I die, what the hell happens to you, to you and the kids? I told you that I'm going to be, the kids will get taken away. But that's your story, right? Like, my story is like, like, oh yeah, I need to work hard to make sure that they're set up, they're okay. Right. But like, really, like, I'm, like, like somehow I can control the universe. universe. <laughs> Earth is rotating on its own. Like, somehow I can control it, right? Like, I'm having to think about these things, like. Yeah, I'm, of course, I'm going to take responsibility mm-hmm. for for showing up as much as I can. And doing your part, not doing, doing my, all of it. Right, right, doing my part and yeah. saying, you know what, this is this is what I'm capable of today. Mm-hmm. Did I do what I'm capable of? Most days, I fail at even achieving what I'm capable of. But that's okay. I'm like, next day, I'm going to show up again. And But that's the concept that I'm having to give in to say, there is a power way beyond me so that will manage everything. That's how we get on the same page is we... We, we have, have to do our work, right? We do our individual work and then we, as a couple... Then how do we have that conversation? Well, then it's not then it's not a fight anymore, right? Then it's, this is my preference. But how do we share? Like, how, what, what do we do? You and I? Yeah, the, where we share our... In, because you have your processes externally sometimes. So I can see... Your thought process. Uh-huh. You don't see mine. No. Because I'm in a sitting in a corner somewhere. You think I'm just listening to or listening to crap sometimes. But I'm not even listening. I'm actually processing stuff. But you don't get to see the internal. So how do we actually get on the same? Like what do, what do you and I do regularly that gets us on a page? And maybe we don't do it as regularly as we should. Have sex. <laughs> sex. <laughs> sure. But it's true. Yeah, it's a it's a different kind of connection, right? That where yeah. you don't have to be about your like talking and your like stories. It's right. just a joining in a connection. I can't believe I just said that on the podcast. Your mom would love it. Oh my so, god! Uh, but but it's true, right? That physical intimacy yeah. does like it. it but how do we get us? Because there's a lot of people struggle with that physical intimacy piece, right? Well, because when you can't be emotionally intimate, then right, physical so intimacy isn't it? the same, right? So one my question to you is: What are some of the things that you and I do? Mm-hmm. Right. One of the things that I feel like we do, like whenever we go for a walk, yeah, those small walks, being outside, together. being outside together, mm-hmm. even if the kids are there or not there, it doesn't matter for us. Yeah. Like yesterday, we went out for a few minutes, yeah, right, and yeah. came back in, or when we're even shoveling the snow just together, right. Like those pieces are like we don't have to talk about it. Well, that's the quality time. So that's Faison's love language is quality time, right? So when we're physically together, you feel your tank is full. And for me, it's the words, right? So when you tell me, mm. when you give me vava, 
when you when you pat my shoulder and say well done that's what i need and right. so i think one of the ways of getting on the same page is understanding each other's love language and then spending the time and the energy to give your partner what they need rather than trying to get what you need so just for a recap what's the what are the love languages uh yeah so there's five love languages um words of affirmation um, physical touch, quality time, gift giving, and acts of service. And once you know your own love language and your partner's love language, then it's, it's a, a hu- it opens doors because then when he's like for many, many, many years, I was so like thirsty for him to say the words, right? Because when we were, when we were dating, there was these letters and there's these emails and we had these long conversations and then we got married and all of that stopped. And I was like, no, it's like he knew my love language to trap me in and then just left. And then he, he was just comfortable. Um, but then now, then when I understood this love language thing, then I told him about it and we started actually being more actively, um, again, not that, Hey, Faison, do this for me. But what can I do for Faison? I think that's one of the big differences is not what can I get from my partner, but what can I give to my partner? That helps us get on the same page. And so people will say, well, I'm always the one who gives. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe for a period of time, right? But when we're able to do that, unless you're married to a narcissist, then you're in trouble. <laughs> then, then that's a different conversation. But if you're married to, or you're in partnership with a really like a, a, a person who's compassionate and empathetic, you know, maybe their tank needs to get filled first and then they can give back to you. But I think that's the major shift is not what can I get out of him um, or what can I get him to do? Rather, how can I support him? It's a, it's a mind shift. And that's how we get on the same page. It's it's that we're going away from competition and into collaboration. Yeah. Now, no, we're getting it's, it's to, a, yeah we're getting towards the end here. It's, we could probably talk about this for another we, hour, right? We probably need to. Yeah. Um, and and this is one of the, the relationship challenges, right? I mean, we can listen to a podcast. We can do it, it at the end of the day. It's going to come down to doing our own work. Yep. Like Sarah needs to do her own work. I need to do my own mm-hmm. and then come together and say, okay, here's, here's where I'm at. And here's what I've learned about myself. Those are useful conversations, right? And you right. do do that when you've done your internal processing and you figured out where you're at, yeah. then you come and you share that. Right. Yeah. That, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's being able to share our own judgments, our own assumptions and talking about that. Okay. This is where I'm coming from. And right. this is why, and maybe, and you know what? And if you don't know, what your judgments are about, what your assumptions are about, get help. Yep. Ask people, right? I mean, I'm not uh, trying to sell our own service, but I am, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't even have to be professional no, support, it doesn't right? Have to just be. talking to. So, if you're going to talk to other people about things that concern your relationship, our recommendation would be talk to people who already support your relationship. Right. So if you have a friend who really doesn't like your partner, that's not the person to tell about your relationship problems. Talk to the people who actually are invested in you as a couple, um, you know, as a place to kind of a sounding board. Yeah. But then you have to be able to take that conversation back to your partner. And they're listening and they're not giving advice. Right. Like that, they're just they, supporting you and they're holding. Supporting. They're holding right. space for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll, we'll leave it here. But as with anything. This is just the start of the conversation, mm-hmm. All right? So please uh, connect with us, uh, ask questions. We'll, we'll try to address them as they come up. Every relationship has context that obviously we don't know about. Uh, you know, we can only speak to it from our own uh, 
our own experiences. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so, so please reach out, have conversations. Uh, there are support groups uh, that we've kind of got going. There's Chai and Chad. Now there's, um, uh, I'm, I'm working with another individual uh, starting a men's uh, support uh, circle. Freedom uh, Warriors. Freedom Warriors. Uh, there is um, uh, life support uh, that's kind of uh, for uh, LGBTQ2 plus uh, communities. Uh, there is a, an addictions, uh, families who are dealing with, uh, family members who have addictions. So there's a support group for that. Again, connect with us, get support where you feel you need to be. So until next time. Smile more. Worry less.